for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to L.A. Talk Radio, your real talk station with 24 hours of commercial-free programming. What's up, everybody? This is D. Casey Faye hanging out here at the Green Room. Uh, hey, Logan, what's up, man? Let's listen to some Green Room. Step out of that shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh. And we do what the fuck we want to do. Yo. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon and their $5 MP3 album. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support the Green Room. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on latalkradio.com. Thank you all for tuning into the show, and what a show it is. We got a lot of stuff to get through, of course. A lot of big things. A lot of news happening these days. I'd like to welcome on my left-hand man, Logan Leistico. Logan, thanks for coming on the show. Salam alaikum, Sean. <laughs> now, wait, what is that? Is that a... I, I think it's just a... I actually don't know. <laughs> I think it's just a greeting. Oh, okay. In, uh, I don't know. It's an... Uh, what's it called? Muslim greeting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was... It's like, you know, God bless you or something. Okay. Know. Appreciate that. <laughs> are you a big... Uh, you're not a very religious guy, are you, Logan? No. No. When was the last time you went to church? Um, A while ago. Probably Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas? No, Easter, actually. You went on Easter? Yep. Nice. The old C&E Christian, huh? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I re- it is annoying. Like I, I'm the same way. I only go on Christmas. I don't even really go on Easter. And it is annoying. The priest will always get like a huge laugh when he goes, "Hey, we're open year round. Feel free to come back." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't that you must just hurt his soul a little bit? Cause he's being, he's kind of being serious. Like, please, this is my job. You should come here. Well, and why not? Like, win me, <laughs> no, we're not coming. <laughs> win me over with a compelling sermon. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I listen. I try to get into it. Win me over. All right. We're all in the entertainment business. Hey, if you want me there every week, <laughs> true. You got to be good. Okay. You know when? Uh, hey, we got to do a quality if show if you every say week. Say the same exact thing every Sunday, then there's no point. There's literally no point. <laughs> Right. You're supposed to be learning something about life, not... Yeah, you're supposed to be giving me guidance, supposed to be fixing all my problems. Come on. Come on, priest. Make it happen for me. I understand it's a lot of a lot of pressure for the priest. But come on. You know, I don't oh. need that I don't need that condescending moment at the end there. Hey, I'm here. I'm on the board. Okay? <laughs> if you want to make fun of me, do it on your own time when I'm not around. I don't need you making fun of me. And then I would compl- That would be great if the preacher the next week after <laughs> Christmas was just like, oh, man... You guys, all your family members that only come once, <laughs> once a year. <laughs> oh, okay. Ronan, Ronan, uh, the guy in the LA Talk Radio studio here, he said uh, it's uh, Arabic for peace on you. Oh, so, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. There we go. Learn that. <laughs> Picking just, up things left I and right. I just thought I should, like, I just thought of that before we started, and I didn't have time to, like, look it up or even know the right way to say it. <laughs> no, it's one of those things. I've heard it a million times myself, yeah. and uh, luckily we got Ronan here. Figuring it out, shooting that information over. Thanks, Roni. Man, big weekend last weekend. I did a show in beautiful Yucaipa, California, which I don't know. Most people haven't heard of Yucaipa. It's a very, very small town. and Sounds like an insult, Yucaipa. <laughs> <laughs> so we do. I show up at the show. My buddy uh, Cornell Reed, who's been on the program a lot, he's uh, he's also doing the show. And we get there. It's uh, It ended up being a really fun show. But the the setting was interesting. First off, it was kind of kind of kind of a school playhouse sort of vibe. It was called the Ukaipa Little Theater, and that's exactly what it was. It was a little theater, and then uh, behind you is a big background that it's like a princess's castle and some some trees and like a brook <laughs> in the middle. Clearly, it was just a background for a play. And they're oh hey, some guys want to do some stand up comedy. We'll leave it up, and that was fine with that. It was funny though. The woman who run it, who ran it, was a super nice lady. But one of the comedians she had open up was her son, who was in fifth grade. Oh, and yeah. this was like his second time doing stand-up comedy, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the reason it's bad. Not that he was ten years old. No, it wasn't even. Yeah, no, it wasn't even. I mean, it wasn't bad. Like the audience, 
I mean, he, he gets up there and he's just precocious and, you know, every joke he said, they were just like, the audience was really behind him. Oh, but okay. it was it was really funny behind the scenes, like in the green room hanging out. Normally comedians will be there with their notebooks going over their jokes. And he's, it's just funny to see a kid who's 12 years old doing the exact same thing, like yeah. going over the jokes with his mom. <laughs> mom, should I do the joke about Asians? Yeah, do that joke. That was really good. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Should I, you know, he's getting nervous about a set. And she's like, hey, you should try that out that one joke. He's like, no, that joke's not ready yet. The joke's not ready yet. Wow, that's so weird. <laughs> and it seems, and he said it was because his mom does stand up, and that's why he's interested in it. And if that's the case, that's fine. But it, it does, it, it's odd to me. It's a weird dynamic. Kind of encouraging. You, I would your... never go to my parents to help me with my <laughs> jokes. That's the last. Well, I mean, there's that, or but I guess his mom is a stand-up comedian, so maybe he just yeah. he said he saw his mom doing it a lot, and he wanted to do it. That just seems so foreign to me. But I guess once you're in the L.A. area or the surrounding L.A. area. Like if I was in, if I was 12 years old and I told my parents I'd want to do comedy, they they probably like okay, but it's not like anyone knew how to do comedy or there were places yeah. to do comedy. Yeah, out here it's like oh you're a barber, oh you're a policeman, oh you're, you know, you do stand up comedy. Exactly. No, that's it, not it's not a normal job in most places like that. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's so it's so passe. Like oh yeah, of course you're gonna do comedy. Where if, if you said that in Bethlehem, you'd be like. Uh, that's kind of crazy. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, but if you what said do you that stand-up comedy? What is that? Where would you do that? Yeah, if you said that in L.A., people would be like, oh, yeah, just uh, go down the street. I know I know people who do comedy. My dad does uh, stand-up comedy. Hey, my uncle runs a stand-up comedy show. Yeah, why aren't you doing stand-up <laughs> comedy show? Yeah, you're almost, you almost get looked at like, oh, my God, you're crazy for not doing stand-up comedy. But it is great to go and do shows outside of L.A. because sometimes the L.A. crowds get a little jaded or it's – just like oh they're so over it and you know these were good wholesome folks they they enjoyed the stand-up comedy and yeah it, yeah, it was fun got what's sh- it like in these places is, is it the same here where you have to pay for a ticket and then you have to buy some drinks well this place uh, didn't serve alcohol it? so it was just 10 bucks you got to sit there they basically had two shows because cornell uh me and this kid basically did one one hour show then they did an intermission then they did another 50 minute show People stayed through the whole thing. They they oh. liked it, but it was. I, I'm just keep thinking about the people's reaction because it was kind of a. There was a lot of like older people, maybe you know 40s, 50s, something like that. And there was a there was a lot of people in that age range. And also, oh yeah, also it had to be a PG-13 clean show, so you couldn't you couldn't really curse, but you could kind of right. joke around about cursing. Yeah, it was really funny seeing Cornell work through some of his jokes where clearly a curse word was coming up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then he, he would have to insert something besides the curse word he was working on, <laughs> especially for him because there was – I don't know how young these kids were, but they were maybe seven and one was eight, and they were right up there in the front row. Oh, man. And Cornell would just try to work the crowd. You like Pokemon, right, kids? And they're like, yeah, of course. Then after he went up, after Cornell went up, I thought they had left because it seemed like they had left, but in fact that – they had just gone to the very back row, and so they sat through my set. So when I saw the kids weren't there, I loosened up a little bit more on the vulgarity. Like, <laughs> right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't curse or anything. But talking of adult subject matter, right. I have a joke about Barack Obama experimenting with cocaine or stuff like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I get off stage and I see the two kids in the back, and the one eight-year-old is just looking up at me, just totally in awe. And I couldn't tell if it was I freaked him out, I scared him, he thought I was awesome. the next big comic of his generation. You inspired him. Yeah, but he looked at me like I was just out of my mind. Like I was just <laughs> I was just crazy. That's the type of stuff that made me want to come to L.A. was people who just said things where I was like, oh, my God, you really said that in front of my parents? And they laughed? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there is, there is something to making parents laugh. It's just the, the cool factor, the coolness factor as a kid. Logan, big news, man. What are we going to do about this Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, who cares? I'm not surprised. I, I don't know. I'm not shocked. Okay. <laughs> Great, Great take, I, Logan. Not that I think he's a bad guy necessarily, but I don't know. Before he was elected, all this stuff came out about orgies he used to be in. <laughs> you know, you're, you're that guy for the rest of your life. I'm sorry. I mean, if you're that – if you're into orgies when you're young – more than one, then you're probably, I don't know, you're probably 
more sexually active than the average person. That's just yeah. Me. I, I can I can see what you're saying. Once you kind of dabble, once you jump into the orgy pool, there's no coming out. You're in the orgy <laughs> pool forever. And it was almost an open secret that he was cheating on her. All those groping allegations. First off, ladies, if a guy has multiple allegations of groping, he's probably doing some groping. He's probably doing more than that. <laughs> well, but they're trying to <laughs> do something more. And the people that complain are girls that turned him down, basically. Exactly. <laughs> and know? it is it is weird, Maurice Shriver. I don't understand what it is about these Kennedy women that they just kind of turn their they're just okay with guys cheating. I mean, it seemed like it was pretty obvious that he was unfaithful for a long time. And then I guess finally once it came out about this about having a kid with the maid, then I that seemed to be the final straw. But that is crazy that you can keep that secret for 13 years and not have that come out. Not even yeah, not as have the that, governor who has a 13-year-old son. That's pretty crazy. More so crazy just imagine the socio kind of sociopathic nature. I'm not saying he's a sociopath, but right. just imagine that, like, if I have a secret, it's tough for me to keep. I end up telling someone, I feel bad about it, I'm, I'm plagued, I'm racked with guilt. Uh-huh. I would feel, I, I imagine I would feel really bad just even about cheating on my wife, let alone having a 13-year-old a kid. kid. Yeah. How would that not, how would that I mean, not... if you cheated and never got caught, you could at least <clears throat> tell yourself, okay, she'll never find out, it won't really hurt anybody. Or if she finds out, it happened so long ago. But there's a, there's a, there's a human, human being, being involved. There's a guy living that is your DNA. How does that not ever slip up? How do you never slip up? Like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of uh, my other son. What do you mean? What other son? I got to oh. go to my son's oh. birthday. Uh, it's not your son's birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, no, I meant shopping. <laughs> yeah. like, how does that never slip up? Oh, yeah, that reminds me of my secret Guatemalan child. What? No, never mind. Never must mind. must have been a bad dad, though. I mean, maybe. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Oh, well, Logan. Yeah, I don't think you're going out on the limb by saying he's a bad dad. First well, off, I mean, he... I'm assuming he was absent. <laughs> That's a fair assumption. It's hard to. It's hard to have a separate family that no one knows about without being absent. Yeah. I, he must have been absent. Well, he traveled. He traveled a lot. I don't know. I'm just saying that's my. <laughs> Dude, he, I'm sure he wasn't. I'm sure he wasn't around at all. He probably cut this nanny some checks. Occasionally, maybe dropped by and said hi to the kid. I, it's even unclear if the kid knew that it was his dad. I think she raised the kid telling him that it was her ex-husband or her now ex-husband because that's what it says on his birth certificate that, okay, your dad is this guy that I was married to at the time. She also cheated, the wow. uh, Guatemalan nanny. And <laughs> what is it about guys in power? I love you, dad. <laughs> yeah. he, he somehow gets his accent too. It I is good. He look, I heard he looks just like him. It, it, this kid... You want to talk about you want to talk we talked about following in the stand up comedy business which is pretty crappy but following in the footsteps of Arnold Schwarzenegger this kid is going to be awesome. He's Guatemalan so he's already kind of got that cool ethnic look going. He's going to be he's going to be huge I'm sure. I don't know if uh, I don't know if steroids run in the family or what but I'm sure I'm sure he's going to get famous pumped up. now which he could you know turn into something. No he's uh, yeah he's already famous. And uh, you want to talk about uh, uh, I, as far as not understanding the behavior, I saw a picture of paparazzi ho- holding their camera above their fence trying to take a picture of this kid and the family. Okay, I, if you're a paparazzi, hey, Paris Hilton's uncrossing her legs coming out of a uh, <laughs> coming out of an Italian sports car. Take a picture, snap away. But don't you just have any sort of soul? Okay, hey, I get it. You got some student loans to pay off. You need some quick money. You're going to sell this for 10, 15 grand. But what do you do when you go home at night? Don't you think do – you, do you feel good after that? Do you feel like, hey, I'm a man. I provided for my family by sneaking right. over a fence and taking picture of a young boy whose world has just been rocked? Yeah, I, I feel like they do feel like that, actually. <laughs> I've met paparazzi, paparazzi, and they're – yeah, they don't have a soul. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> how do you? Yeah, They're I proud of themselves. They, they a lot. I've heard some of them call themselves journalists. <laughs> oh, make me barf. <laughs> make me barf. Well, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, it reminded me of this line of his in uh, King, Kindergarten Cop, great film. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? First off, that kid is going to be thinking about that oh, his entire man. life. The, just this quote alone. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> He's gonna. This kid. That quote is never gonna escape the kid. Who is your daddy? You didn't know for the longest time. What does he do? Oh, I thought he was just married to my mom who cleans houses. And how did? 
How did this not come out before? How did the husband not? That must blow that kid's mind. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I mean, he was already an A-list superstar, one of the biggest superstars ever, way before he became governor. I mean, and now he's also been the governor. It's just like, I don't know, this kid, uh, he may not be so bad off after all. <laughs> oh, he's, I'm sure I he's going to be. I'm sure he's, it's a bittersweet thing, like, but. I'm sure he's going to be traumatized. He's going to be traumatized, but after a while, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty sweet in a weird way. I don't I don't think you ever get over that because he's going to hold so much resentment yeah. of, oh, hey, I wasn't good enough to live with my real dad. I had to be raised by this fake dad married to my mom. Oh, and my mom lied to me the entire time. This kid is going to hate both his parents, and he's just going to probably – Totally reject his family. Yeah, that's that's all we can hope for, Logan, as action fans, that this guy just goes on a steroid binge because he's he has the genetics to handle the steroids. If he just cuts loose on these steroids, he's we're basically there's a chance that this guy could be the greatest action hero of all time. One more, wait, I have to play the clip one more time just to put the entire story into context. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Our mom says that our dad is a real sex machine. Oh man! I remember, uh, I remember when this first came out. When I when I saw that movie, what just I was at such a young age that even hearing the word sex or sex machine, wow, that's exciting. Imagine it. It was just a, it was a simpler time, Logan. I remember yeah. when I saw I actually saw it in the. I don't even actually is that Kindergarten Cop. I don't remember that quote. I don't know what movie that's from. Kindergarten Cop. It yes, is? yeah, it was Kindergarten oh. Cop. I remember because I saw that movie with uh, my grandmother in the theaters, and I remember my grandmother falling asleep during the movie and oh. snoring really loudly for the majority of the film. Not that it was – I mean, as far as Schwarzenegger doing non-typical action films, I, I don't think it's his worst work. He could have done a lot worse. Best. It's not his best either. He's done so many movies. Speaking of steroids, though, Logan, this is breaking news. Lance Armstrong – Another teammate is ratting him out about using uh, performance-enhancing drugs. What did you actually witness? Uh, I, I mean, I I saw it in his refrigerator. You know, I saw him inject it more than one time. Why wouldn't you start with that, by the way? <laughs> I saw it in his fridge. Oh, okay. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, that exactly. could be any. That could be a lot of explanations. <laughs> Oh, I also saw him injected several times. Okay. Yeah, really. Good call, that's the, Logan. That's all that's, you needed to say. Don't say you saw it in the fridge. That's really where you got to go the first part. But this brings me to a broader point of how are we going to convince kids in this next generation not to do steroids? We got Arnold Schwarzenegger, who basically turned his career of lifting heavy things into a political career of being the the executive in charge of the biggest state in the country yeah, like or, the or six, one of the biggest states one of the most powerful states in the world they were talking about oh maybe we can amend the constitution and give this guy a chance to run for president so basically he had <laughs> i think he was talking about that i don't okay. know if many other people but whatever if he would have been real successful in california okay there would have been talks yeah. whatever it's a very powerful position Basically, nothing bad ever happened He's not to him. Not dead yet. He may still be president. He may be the next president. Lance Armstrong. He beat. He beat cancer. He beat uh, everyone in the Tour de France. He used steroids. Steven or uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone. He he's in action movies right now, and he's like 65 years old. Maybe steroids aren't that bad. And how are how are we gonna convince kids not to do steroids? I saw, I saw a campaign against steroids and the poster was just a giant asterisk that said don't let it happen to you meaning hey kids don't let this asterisk happen to you that that's not that's not to explain anything well it's an asterisk in the record books like oh we you don't want to be an asterisk in the record books but if you're if you that that means you that that implies you made a record yeah that means you were the next Hank Aaron, and then years later, people found out and tried to tarnish your legacy. You think Barry Bonds gives a shit about the asterisk next to his record book? No. He doesn't care at all. Plus, and, that's bringing attention to the good things steroids do, not yeah, the bad exactly. things. Oh, by the way, this – infor- It just yeah. reminds <laughs> you that, oh, man, hey – most kids who before they take steroids, what do they have an asterisk next to? What what achievement do they have? Oh hey, I'm back up uh, offensive guard. Don't want an asterisk next to that. You know who doesn't have an asterisk next to their football playing career? Me, Logan. There's no asterisks, okay? Me neither. 
My one touchdown that I caught, fifth grade peewee football, there's no asterisk next to that. Would I rather have an asterisk next to me setting the all-time sack record? Yeah, I'd be fine with that. And what are the – actually, what are the – all I know is that everyone tells you steroids are bad and obviously injecting your body with testosterone and all that just from the – from a broad perspective, seems like a bad idea, but what exactly is so bad about steroids? You look it at Sylvester Sloan. It is bad for you. It tears up your insides. Okay, sure. tears up your insides, whatever but it not is. Not your muscles. Look at Sylvester Sloan. You want to see a picture of my grandfather at that age? He doesn't look the same. He's not starring in the latest Rocky movie. Okay, and obviously yeah, there's but a... you know, you, you once had a bit about a guy... Uh, what was your steroid bit like? I understand why... <clears throat> Professional athletes do it, but I don't understand why the guy working at my yeah. garage or whatever it was. Yeah, well, maybe I mean, I'm... But, I, but I'm saying I think it is... You're right. I mean, athletes in general, they're just going to live longer and have better bodies because of what they do. But, you know, the average person that takes steroids, I don't know. It, even Obviously, they're taking it to work out, but they're not going to be working out their whole <laughs> life or maintaining an image like a public figure would be, you know? Right. Logan, that's... I like that. You're bringing some solid logic to my point. But maybe if my grandfather took steroids, maybe he'd been more encouraged to work out. He, oh, hey, I took some That's steroids true. all of a sudden. Hey, I want to I want to jog. I want to start hitting the gym. I start caring about my muscles. I want to see the vein pop out of my leg. Yeah, I had a roommate in college that uh, took uh, not steroids, but um, testosterone, and it made him it made him crazy. And then well, all the I'm side- really uncool with. Testosterone. I guess I don't really know. All the side effects of steroids. Oh, hey, you're gonna you're gonna lose. You're gonna go bald. You're gonna have back knee. You're gonna get angry. I have all those side effects now, and I don't have the record books. I'm an angry balding guy with back knee issues. Okay, that that happened all by myself. Right. <laughs> oh, hey, my my testicles are gonna shrink. They always use that as for who, who's walking around craving giant balls. No one. That's not that's not gonna deter kids from taking steroids. <laughs> I'm gonna Plus, there's probably kids. someone out there with giant balls just like, oh, I could maybe use some of that. <laughs> there's nothing to <laughs> make my dick look bigger. All right. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, we'll stay in sports here. NBA playoffs, they're uh, happening right now as we speak. OKC against the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. Of course, there's also the series between the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls. Right now it's tied 1-1. But it is... Always enjoyable to catch or to listen to the announcers. It's always pretty funny, especially Marv Albert. You know Marv. <laughs> you know Marv Albert's history, right, Logan? No. Do you remember the Marv Albert scandal? No, I just saw him the other night wearing a pink suit. That's all I know about Marv. Albert. Oh, that's that's Craig Sager. I th- oh, oh, oh. Craig Sager is the guy known for very flamboyant, very crazy kind of suits. Although. Marv Albert's uh, behavior is uh, very – I could see – Now, wait. I thought Marv Albert was the older guy, and I there was an old, really old man wearing a pink suit. And some yeah, that's Craig Sager. He oh, does okay. he does the on-the-floor interviews. He wears these really flamboyant suits. Marv Albert does play-by-play. He's, he's very well-known. He's got a great voice, and it's one of these things. He was involved in this crazy allegations of – him biting a prostitute on the back, and there were all these these stories about how supposedly he used to hang out with this tranny who looked like Lawrence Taylor. There was a big, weird sex scandal, sexual assault scandal. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, I'll, I'll read this right out of Wikipedia. So I, I don't want to. I don't what, want to. What year, also? Okay. Albert became the focus of a media frenzy in 1997 when he went on trial for felony charges of forcible sodomy. 42-year-old woman who had a 10-year-old sexual relationship accused him. Wait, 10-year relationship? I'm all of a sudden on Marv Albert's side. Okay, uh, accused. <laughs> this is a pretty funny story, though. Uh, accused Marv Albert of calling her to his room to fix his fax machine, only to see him wearing a belt and women's underwear. He then threw her on a bed at the Ritz-Carlton, biting her on the back 15 ties times sodomizing her and forcing her to perform oral sex she also claimed that he would force her to serve up a facial for periods of up to 45 minutes wait so he raped a chick well supposedly he also had this 10-year sexual relationship it sounds like it's a, a case of he said she said if she was seeing him for 10 years yeah if you're if you're seeing a girl for 10 years and then all of a sudden you just rape her but maybe 
maybe he was a sick guy and maybe things went out of hand and maybe she said, hey, no, I'm not into the backbiting this time. And maybe she said no. Either. I'm already wearing the belt in the women's underwear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on, I got the choppers out. But that line, that line in particular, remember that. She also claimed that he would force her to serve up a facial sexual act. Albert charged that the woman was seeking revenge as the relationship was ending, blah, blah, blah. DNS, DNA test proved the bite mark were his. He pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault and battery. I guess the sodomy charges were dropped. He had a 12-month probation suspended sentence. Long story short, he was out of the game for a long time. Eventually, he got back into prominence. People just decided to forget about it and move on. Which, first off, sports fans get a bad rap about being homophobic and stuff. I guess that wasn't in the sports story, but supposedly there was also some <laughs> other stuff with him hanging out with trannies that looked like Lawrence Taylor. Regardless, I was listening to the game, and I couldn't help but laugh at Marv Albert describing this Chris Bosh slam dunk. The basketball. Bosh! Oh, Bosh was serving up a facial. The Bulls forgot about it. And Boozer... Whoa! One more, one more time. Bosh! Serving up a facial, the bolster. <laughs> Whoa. Why would he ever say that term again? That's crazy. <laughs> Is that a Freudian slip? I can't even imagine. That's not even normal language. One more time. Serving up a facial, the bolster forgot about. I mean, I guess it's kind of a term I've heard before about people dunking right on some guy's face. Right. Okay, but if you're Marv Albert, don't you have some sensitivity to that term? <laughs> Isn't that a term that's no longer in your announcing lexicon? Like, okay, <laughs> hey, guys, one thing's for sure. I'm never going to say serve up a facial again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just picture him after, after he does man. that. Oh, man, wonder what he looks like in women's underwear. Oh, man, I'd like to bite that back. Uh. And they're coming back from behind with this... <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Why would you ever do that, Marv Albert? <laughs> Marv Albert. He, get, he gets a bad rap, but he, he's a great announcer. And that's the thing with entertainment. We can we can move past it. You can get away with stuff as long as you're an amazing entertainer. That's mainly why I want to be in entertainment, so I can get away with stuff. I don't know what it is I want to get away with, but I would like to be... It'll be so, something, yeah. <laughs> something I would like to be able to get away with something... Oh, you know, or just well, be so good that people are, oh, hey, that's Sean being Sean. Right. Hey, that podcast's so good. Let him murder whoever he wants. <laughs> oh, hey, he assaulted a guy behind a Lowe's customer service counter because he didn't know a uh, two and a quarter inch wood screw from a two and a quarter inch drywall screw. Something like that. It could it could be something minor. <laughs> but I just Was like that free at pass. Lowe's really picking on you because he didn't know that. No, or it, what? No, or he didn't know. No, it was just an example, Logan. Damn it! <laughs> I make I make up stuff on the fly sometimes. It's 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 not all scripted. This podcast, some of it is improvised. Okay. Well, I'm reading a script. And it is it's a, yeah. <laughs> Matt uh Matt Sullivan, friend of the show, texted in that "Make me barf" should be your new catchphrase, Logan. So feel make free me to barf. Feel the free intro to of every show. Feel free to crowbar that in at any moment. My left hand man, Logan. Let me barf. <laughs> make me make barf. Make me barf, I think. Sean. <laughs> make me barf. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to a Gallagher-type splash zone set up here in the studio. Uh-oh, Logan's really digging this stuff. Make him barf. Speaking of the podcast, the podcast was featured on the Succotash podcast. And what is that? It's it's unclear, but basically it's a podcast that plays clips of other podcasts and they hang out and talk. You can check it out. They play a little bit of, uh, a little bit of everything as far as the comedy podcast. You decided... To feature ours, and they also had a guest sitting in, a co-host, if you will, a guy by the name of Dana Carvey, and he had this to say about the green room. All right, the green room with Sean Green, and uh, as Dana mentioned, that one was recorded well. The good audio quality. I was nice. green with envy. Bah. <laughs> oh, Look at that, Logan, cutching. <laughs> Hell yeah. See that? That's being a professional, Logan, right there. I'm impressing Dana Carvey. Well, you hey, know what? You know what I noticed about this? This was a great review. They really liked our site. Guy didn't know my last name, yeah. and he, he was the second reviewer to say, out, literally just say, he didn't even just say, like, and his co-host Logan. He just said, his co-host Logan? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know his last name, but anyway. 
But it's I don't know how people don't hear your name every yeah I don't know every show I start off with my left hand <laughs> man Logan Lystico that's how I basically start off most shows I think I use your first and last name every time it's alliteration I mean I don't mean to pull back the curtain that much but I do say yeah, that cool every name. time <laughs> left hand man Logan Lystico that's three L's pretty much in a row if you you know, Logan, dash it's just one of those names. It's Logan. It's like Andy Richter is just Andy, you know? Right. Logan, you're you definitely are a one-name guy, kind of like Madonna, in the sense that <laughs> you're yes. just that unique that, oh, okay, Logan, he's everyone's friend, he's Logan. I, I never will have any hope, though, of anyone getting my name right and becoming <laughs> famous with my last name. It's so hard to spell. Well, Let's Logan. Say. Logan I, I bet he was go. looking at it on paper like, uh, Logan. <laughs> Yeah, he probably, I think maybe I say in the clip, Logan, maybe he didn't listen to the rest of the show or yeah. maybe he missed the intro of the show. You know how this crazy podcast world can go, Logan. Logan likes to go. Sorry, Logan. Logan, I got some <laughs> more. On, T. Green. I got some more news from Texas. And, oh, man. From home? No, it's, uh, it's a. Uh, no, my home. Mo- yeah, from, from your home, great state of Texas. It's a moment on a game show. Things don't get pretty here. Basically, the premise of the game show is, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand the entire premise of the game show, but basically they watch videos of these different people, and then there's a panel of contestants, and they decide whether or not they want to give money to this person or who should win the prize. It sounds like a stupid idea. Well, let, but, let me preface this by saying, growing up in Texas, they produce the worst shows in Texas. They produce Cheaters, that reality show. <laughs> Uh, when I was growing up, I actually was acting in Oklahoma, and anyone who was like kind of a big deal in that market, like of Oklahoma and Texas, had a credit on uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, because <laughs> that was like the big show that shot in the area. <laughs> anyway, right. go well, ahead. this is a this is a game show moment on the Game Show Network, and I think you should take a listen. Things get kind of awkward. You think we've come really far racially, but sometimes you watch the Game Show Network and you you begin to doubt yourself. Michael's I mean, got a twinkle in his eye. Um, he's a young man, and um, I'd have to see more, but he seemed very open. They're describing the contestant. Basically, hey, is this guy good or not? Should we give him the money? Okay. Yeah. I don't like Mike. Well, okay, I'm going to say that he's uh, looks like he's native Texas, and being from Texas, I would have to support that. But uh, I don't like him on the fact that he's black. <laughs> Absolutely. Good lord! <laughs> oh, hold on. I, I started laughing so hard I clicked Did off the click. Did someone say absolutely, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait. No, I, I, I think she said, oh my god. I'll play it one more time. <laughs> Apologize for that. On the fact that he's black. Absolutely not. Dave? He goes, absolutely not. Please, please! Okay, and this guy is a Mexican guy, and there's a black guy on the panel who... Needless to say, he's pretty uh, aggravated about this guy's statement. Wow. I don't like him because he's black. Are you even serious right now? Thing, you know, I'm a minority, but I got a problem. Oh, with I was going to say. <laughs> the, the Mexican said that? Yeah. My Mexican friend in high school said that to me one time. He was like, I don't know how it came up, but we were talking about racism. He's like, yeah, man, I'm not racist at all. I love white people. You know, I'm not racist against anybody unless they're black. And I was like, what? That, what are you? Do you understand what racism is? It was weird. Well, I think there is some underlying tension between black and Latin communities. You've, I mean, definitely out here in Los Angeles, there are gang issues between the black gangs and the Latin gangs. I think they're vying for top minority, something like that. I, there's there's, <laughs> no. there's tension between different yeah. minority groups. But it's just so funny when someone's this blatant about their racism. Hey, right, hold on, hold on. You're like a minority yourself. Absolutely. You're like... We rode in yesterday <laughs> together. So I am to assume, based on what you just said, that you don't like me because I'm black? I'm talking in a general can... sense here. <laughs> General sense, like common sense. Is that I love how I love how that was his safe. Hey, look it. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about really crazy broad generalizations about certain races. Oh man, that's so sad. Uh, it, it's funny. It's just funny that a guy could. Like, and I love how he does that move of, yeah, I knew I was gonna catch some slack for this. Me just saying, I don't like black people on a TV show. Dude, it just makes me so mad. I, I'm ashamed I just said Texas is my home. He's so proud of. He's such a <laughs> hardcore Texan. Oh well, he's native Texan. I like that, but I don't like that he's black. Oh, thanks, dude. Thanks, you asshole. Yeah. Now you make me look bad whenever I'm proud of Texas. Ah, such a, <laughs> the such stars a shine asshole. bright. 
deep in the heart of Texas. But yeah, that poor, that poor, uh, the poor contestant. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you're hosting this game show, you got to throw that out. You can't be having this guy be a judge in the game show contest when he's that blatant about his obvious racism. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this was on the game show channel? Right, it was on the game show channel. It, I found it on YouTube. It was getting a lot of traffic on YouTube, which there's, it's always, it, it, it definitely falls in that weird line. If you go on the YouTube video, you see a lot of people of like, oh man, that's crazy. How can that guy say that? Or like, that's funny. A guy just being that blatantly racist or yeah, funny in the sense that a guy could have something that, say something that's so he obviously. seriously doesn't expect, yeah, any consequences. And then you see the people that are like, yeah, I agree with him wholeheartedly. <laughs> people saying People agreeing with the guy or not getting why this is funny because it's so wrong. The silver lining, though, for all you black listeners out there, is <laughs> people who are racist like that are not doing well in life in general. Right. He's, right, <laughs> he's to make me- another generalization. I don't imagine he's running a company. You right. Know? <laughs> he's Mexican. You don't have to say it, Logan. We get <laughs> No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Mexican I mean, people aren't successful, so sounds like a you don't have to be... Well, he definitely is Mexican. But, yeah, obviously he's a judge on the Game Show Network. Not that I'm doing much better. I'm sure that guy got paid a decent chunk of change. Probably got probably got Astro Scale for being on that Game Show Network and spewing out racism. What am I doing? Oh, just creating awesome original content on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, throw your money. Hey, After, I hope you know what you're supporting. Everyone's pro-union, but After's just throwing their money at racist people like this guy. I hope you're happy, After. No, but that's what I'm saying. I doubt that was After a <laughs> Regardless, I'm sure the Game Show Network paid that guy some money to go on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How does that not get cut out of the Game Show Network? People He's in so television, about it too. He's people in like, TV are so money? worried about offending people or getting sued. Yeah. How how could you leave that in? I mean, I find it hilarious that they left that in. That guy making a complete ass of himself. I I appreciate the entertainment value, mocking that gentleman. But from the Game Show Network, I'm surprised they didn't cut that out. Yeah. Speaking of a-holes, well, this news clip, it it, sets, it doesn't need any setting up. I think it speaks to uh, the socialist programs that we have in our country, Logan. Some of them are good, and some of them get abused, as I, as I imagine this one is. Feel bad. You aren't going to do it. It ain't going to happen. So you might as well just ship on out. Goodbye. Okay. This man here that you just heard took home more than one million bucks after winning a lottery game, but he's still using food stamps. What? Have you heard this Michigan... <laughs> first of, oh, okay, first of all, he's not the first guy to do that. Old ODB, old dirty bastard, did that years ago on MTV. <laughs> so this guy's saying. stealing ODB's bit? <laughs> yeah, he did. This guy actually is an old... He's a Carlos Mencia. This guy actually is an old, dirty bastard. He's this old, (laughs) crazy-looking dude who answered the door. You can can say that money doesn't buy happiness, because this guy is still cranky as all hell. (laughs) A millionaire doesn't see anything wrong with it. He thinks he deserves state assistance. His reason? Well, the state took over half his winnings, (laughs) and the state says it is now investigating. (laughs) I think he's gonna have to be sharing those things. Yeah, that, that I what don't. What's going on? Yeah, How yeah. do you win the lottery and then? Well, I mean, do that? a million dollars only goes so far these days, but still, food stamps, I don't agree with him. Yeah. Give me a million dollars, I'll yeah, make it r- go far. R- r- <laughs> I like to spend, but anyway. <laughs> I left that last part wow, in. Wow, that's funny. I left that last part in just so you get a little slice of what it's like to be on a TV show in these local markets. They're just blabbering on like idiots. They're not. Oh, that's yeah. not even an opinion. Oh, hey. I bet I could spend a million dollars. <laughs> what do you like to do, Logan? <laughs> I like to spend. <laughs> That's what she just said. Those she roles just were kind of reversed too. The man ju- is the one who's like, oh well, you know, I'd, I'd probably buy clothes every weekend and run out of money real fast. But she what just said, about? oh, give me a million dollars. I I could figure a way to make it last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mission accomplished, lady. Great, great commentary. No, Why I not- think that was good because, oh, what are you getting a phone call, Logan? No, our our guest who hasn't spoken yet. Phone. What are you doing, guest? Get out of here. You're, you know what? We're not even going to interview you. Get out. Good, good riff. Good save, Logan. Thanks. I like that. Riff. No, okay, but it just so. shows. It just shows that 
what lack of talent or improbability, give an opinion. You want to know why these cable news channels are so popular? Because Bill O'Reilly fires up, looks into the camera, and gives you a strong opinion. He gives, oh man, I, that's totally wrong, or that's totally right. I totally agree with Bill O'Reilly. I totally think he's a jerk-off. But I think, you I think a opinion. lot of people hear that story, and that's their first reaction. Oh, give me a million dollars. I got to spend that money. <laughs> I wouldn't get foods. You know, I think she's just trying to like connect with that thought. Okay. Even though it's not like a real opinion. <laughs> right. That's what it is, Logan. It's not a real opinion. And the key to being successful in broadcasting is to have real <laughs> opinions. Like Bill O'Reilly had the recent real opinion that Common should not have been invited to the White House. Which just goes to show you when you're playing politics, you, you really can't win. You really can't win. If President Obama was in office when we just took down Osama bin Laden two weeks ago. You can't even get a, a two-week grace period where people aren't going to get on your back for some sort of invitation. Yes. <clears throat> I see what you mean. Common. Th their whole <laughs> argument was that, oh, hey, Common, he wrote some song supporting a person who was accused of killing a cop. And who knows if they did or not. I, I don't know the entire story. And even if he did kill the cop, whatever. He's a guy singing, doing poems. It's not that big of a deal. Plenty of artists write super liberal songs. Rage Against the Machine. What, they can't come play the White House because they write songs supporting leftist policies? It, they're entertainers. They're supposed to just well, be... Well, I mean, I would be, I'd be confused by rage. I would be against Rage Against the Machine doing that. that what about Bob Dylan? Rage. Bob Dylan supported Reuben Carter, the yeah. man who was accused of... Or, yeah, the hurricane, the guy, that whole song, the Reuben Carter song... Bob Dylan just decided the guy was innocent. Meanwhile, there's plenty of evidence supporting the fact that the guy may have been involved in the murders. But, hey, Bob Dylan writes you a song, you get out of jail. Plenty of artists write songs about... The Beatles hey, wrote Helter Skelter and made that guy try to shoot Ronald Reagan. Yeah, the, the Beatles tried to incite a race war with the song Helter Skelter, yeah. and they just missed making that happen. Does that mean Paul McCartney shouldn't be allowed into the White House? No, he's an artist. I'm fine with giving artists passes when they do artistic things. Like write songs or, or stuff like that. Write yeah, poems. Art is like art and controversy. Are like I'm fine with that. Hand. Woody Allen? Yeah, that's a guy maybe that I wouldn't want to see at the White House. I see more controversy in a guy like Woody Allen being invited into the White House. That, to me, seems a lot more creepy than just writing a song about it. Common, if, real, common really is a goody-goody, too, like in the music business, <laughs> goody -goody. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to his lyrics, yeah, he's all about positive trying to bring up the black community or his old stuff from the 90s was about all that i mean i think it's it's just as funny far that, as rappers go he's yeah he's a goody goody <laughs> he's a goody goody he yeah, he's not real he cusses that much or says the n-word <laughs> no i'm just saying that's rap though for the most part i mean it's just all about being a gangster saying the n-word uh, having sex with a million people and you know cursing and yeah using the n-word but he doesn't do any of that and it, they still it's not acceptable, and I yeah I agree. I think it's crazy. I understand you want if you're if you're I'll, I'll take the I'll take the angle of Bill O'Reilly. I understand. Okay, hey, it's the it's the White House. Let's not have controversial people in there. Let's okay, fine. But I I don't think him writing a song supporting or these people firing off tweets. I, I don't think you need to have such a strong reaction. This is this guy is he's not changing anyone's opinion on the case. Or if he is, that's his own thing. I'm, I don't think Barack Obama invited him because of his opinion on that. I'd like to think Barack Obama is smart enough to have his own opinions when it comes to foreign policy. Well, they had a debate on I mean, Bill O'Reilly. show. Great, great with... entertainer Rosie O'Donnell said that Osama bin Laden should have brought to, been brought to trial. Did Barack Obama listen to her? No, he thought it was a better idea to have... Osama bin Laden shot in the face and then chucked into the ocean. That's <laughs> that's the kind of decisiveness you yeah. need. And I know what you're saying. Oh, hey, Bin Laden, or I mean, um, <laughs> oh man, I promised myself I wasn't gonna ever oh, confuse those. Oh my God. Hey, Bin Laden, he's a terrible guy. And good thing Barack Obama took him out. <laughs> good thing he didn't listen to people like Rosie O'Donnell. And he does have to be commended on some level. Yes, obviously he wasn't one of the snipers that took him out. Obviously he's not a part of SEAL Team Six. Obviously he's just getting the intelligence and making the decisions. That's, made what, a an, lot of high risk that's what an executive though. does. If they wouldn't have been able to take out Osama bin Laden, if 
let's say the the copter crashed, which it did. Let's say something happened. They had an abort the mission. Osama bin Laden is gone, and who knows if we'll ever get another strong another lead like that again. And then who knows if if Pakistan doesn't decide to try to go to war with us, then being a nuclear power. Who who knows? Because they they're angry that oh my God we invaded them. We went and had this military operation without them knowing about it. Who knows what that could have incited? Yeah, maybe maybe Obama got lucky. But hey, he's the guy at the end of the day. It's like a coach going forward on fourth down. If he makes it, hey, that guy made a great decision. If he doesn't, oh my, yeah, that guy's a colossal idiot. But he made it. He went for yeah, it. He, he gambled right on fourth down and he got it. And what's wrong with saying great call? When yeah. the Eagles win, well, I do. I, I call Andy Reid a genius. When they lose, I say he was a fat waste of life who doesn't know how to pick a play. I read, I read conservative and liberal stuff, and for at least two days they did commend him. But yeah, I mean, then it was right back to. But that's it's a machine. They, their whole, the whole goal of the right wing and the left wing me, media is to elect their people and you know always make the other team look bad. You know, it's almost <laughs> like. It's almost like they're not in the interest of the people. They're just in it for the politics, man. Yeah. Well, they're in we the interest just, of certain people, and yeah, we maybe could not have this, you or me, but yeah, yeah. We could have this debate all day long. <laughs> Obviously, we know what happens. People, it's a job to them. Their job is to stay in office, so they make decisions that keep them in office for the longest amount of time. And the way that they stay in office is by getting money from contributors. And the way that people give money or contributions is by passing favorable legislation or making decisions in their favor. It's a very simple game plan. Although I saw a California state senator, he's, he was a Democrat, or still is a Democrat, I think his name's Padilla, he is proposing legislation that people shouldn't be allowed to smoke in their apartments, or basically trying <laughs> to trying to pass that as the next level. And smoking, <laughs> yeah, smoking's I'm bad. I'm glad it's out of bars. See, I'm, 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 I like the personal decision in life. I know smoking's bad. That's why I don't smoke. If I wanted to go to a place where they have smoking, I should be able to do that. In your own home, you should be able to do that. And it just seems crazy that the government can be that heavily involved or make that much of an impact on your life. Let me kill myself, government. Back off. (laughs) All right. But, I mean, honestly, Logan, does it even really matter? Is it really going to matter? if it's your own host. Is it really going to matter what decisions we make or who's in charge? I mean – we're literally a couple day, two days away from the world coming to an end. I don't know if you heard this, Logan. I don't know if you're a regular listener to the Family Radio Network like I am. The Family Radio Ministry has recently published several tracks. <laughs> On this segment... This guy's making much more money in radio than I, yeah. than I could ever imagine. This guy right here. Right here is destroying me in career earnings, job opportunities. This guy is raking it in. He published several <laughs> tracks. Uh, it's almost like he's actively trying to put you to sleep with his diction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, radio network is here to say. <laughs> this segment, you will hear the reading of the tract titled The End of the World is Almost Here. <laughs> Listen to how monotone and mundane it is. What are you, droopy dog? No, the end of the world is almost here. If he you really, he doesn't believe it. If you really thought the end of the world was coming, wouldn't there be a little urgency? I'd be like scrambling to grab my papers. Oh my God, the end of the world's coming. The end of the, the end of the gosh darn freaking GD world is about to happen, man. Everyone, I'd be punching people in the face, shaking them. The end of the world's Repent. coming. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a religious network. <laughs> yeah, the family radio network, yeah. Holy God will bring Judgment Day on May 21st, 2011. <laughs> I guess he's he not... does not care. He's ready. <laughs> I've, I've heard high school announcements done with more flair. Hey, and we got the junior varsity game today at 6 o'clock. It's the end of the world. I mean, I guess maybe he's not worried because he's about to experience ultimate salvation. But if that wasn't true, yeah, he's wouldn't, fly into the wouldn't you be a little excited? Oh, hey, I'm about to ascend into heaven. I'm about to experience eternal bliss for the rest of my life. I'd have a little pep in my voice. You are welcome to write or call and obtain a copy for your own study. <laughs> Wait, okay, hey, I know the world's going to end, but can I get a uh, copy of that broadcast? I want to review and study it just so I can I can have my... Uh... Can I get two-day delivery? Um, No, only five-day delivery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And it, the, the show goes on. They're still calling for donations. Isn't that when you start? If you knew the world was gonna end, isn't that when you start using Not up some of those about donations? Money? Yeah. Start cashing out, as it were. <laughs> Look, I'm not here to make fun of religious people. I get it. I don't know what happens after you die. It's scary. I understand why people are involved in religion. There are a lot of good people who are religious. But religious is, people and these people are, yeah, two, two separate is, things, it, I feel like. It is funny to just put a definite date on it and have it. Okay, world's going to end May 21st, definitely. And then <laughs> when we all know that's not going to happen, that's got to be uncomfortable. Why set yourself up for such immediate failure? Don't understand it, Logan. Don't understand it. Well, when it doesn't happen, they'll say it was a miracle. Send in money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at least those, those places are so slimy. I worked for a. Uh, um, oh no, actually, I took a class in college about. Um, it was like how to run a nonprofit, and we learned about all these nonprofits that were corrupt, and most of yeah. them were involved with like tele televangelism. Yeah, you mean when they ask for your credit card so your soul can be yeah, saved? Yeah, when you're, when you're watching business. that and you're thinking to yourself, this person is so evil. You're exactly right. It's so blatant and so clear <laughs> that all these people are evil. But I don't know. They avoid getting arrested. They avoid. Well, it's, some it's of them hard avoid to, breaking the law. And it's some hard of them to break consider the law, breaking the law. It. It's hard to consider breaking the law when the people are giving your money and they're happy that you're saving them. Well, a lot of them have been caught like keeping money that they say is going to starving children. <laughs> the the uh, the Children's Fund, I think it's called, was uh, yeah, the the guy that run that ran that like kept all the money and gave zero of it to starving children anywhere. But he had these commercials. It was pretty crazy. Well, I'd say two in in next week, but it seems it sounds like kind of pointless. But if we just happen to somehow make it through this next, which God God help that the world doesn't actually end because he is just going to be roasting all these sarcastic people <laughs> that have been mocking mocking him for these last couple weeks. All right, Logan, why don't you save us from not having a great ending to the program by doing your, your world-class haiku. All right, let's do it. Salam alaikum. <clears throat> Corruption in funding stuff. <laughs> I just made that one. Serve up a facial. <laughs> Uh, good times. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every Thursday, 8 o'clock on latalkradio.com. Oh, gosh, for serving up a facial. <laughs> the boys forgot about it, but... Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe to the podcast. Or follow the show on Twitter, at Green Room Show. Also, be sure to check out our movie at TheComedyGarageMovie.com.